Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves the experience of cracking them open or you love the convenience of no-shell pistachios like myself, Wonderful Pistachios is the perfect healthy snack for when hunger strikes. And there are a bunch of tasty flavors to choose from too, like honey roasted, smoky barbecue, jalapeno lime, and more. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. So like we got Iron Man, I think we launched a year and a half ago. Yeah. Get sensitive then, man. You know, talk about it. Be a be emotional, man. What you feel like anything we need to do before the swaggy take over? <laughs> we had Iron Mathlete started. We blew up the brand. B myself, Freddie T, Ocho. We got things going. Now we got the LA crew. Yes, sir. Y'all look different than us with y'all look clothing, you know. Yes, sir. <laughs> with your blonde hair and, and your Joe Clark outfit. But y'all gonna hold it down though. Y'all gonna hold it down. Yeah, it looks we, a little yeah. better. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. a little more it's a more aesthetically pleasing. Yeah, yeah. Man, you know just mean? just a little advice. I'll go first and be whatever you got, but man, be yourselves, man. People people fall in love with you. People yeah. fall in love with you. The name what y'all did in the past, this a different, this a whole different playing field, court, whatever it is. Let them fall in love with you. Y'all be yourselves. Y'all talk y'all truth. And that's, ain't nobody else out there but you to be. Everybody else take it. Yeah. I guess for me, the, the only thing I would say is, um, um, you know, nowadays, you know, we don't need NBC, CBS, ESPN, FS1 to launch our own networks. We don't need uh, a Gucci, a Louis, you know, uh, a, a Dior to launch our own brands. We in the, we in the space right now where, you know, entrepreneurs, we can win no matter who you are. It, it really disrupts everything that people are doing. So I'm excited, you know what I mean, to be able to sit down with you guys and really take the power back. You know, we don't we don't need anybody to start our own network. So that's what I'm excited about. And uh, KB, you know, you sitting in my seat, bro. I'm paying. Rightfully so. All right. Rightfully so. No, Respect. I appreciate it. Hey, we, we appreciate what you guys have done. You know what I mean? I think. We got a lot to talk about, man. We got a lot to cover. Mm -hmm. We got a lot of perspective. So, grab um, the time, baby. Grab yeah, the time. we're gonna we gonna put a little right. LA twist on it though. You know, y'all had your time in Florida, but I appreciate y'all. If y'all could figure out where you're going, but you can't be here, I don't know where you want to go. <laughs> right, yeah, I'm yeah, out. somewhere. I'm out. Pick up. Damn, I'm out. Damn, I ain't, I ain't know that You know what I mean? Get comfortable with one of them. Y'all go through that. Go through that. I like city of angels, try to chain us down, but society can't tame us. Granny told me gotta be safe, but we stay dangerous. You also bought a book and we already burned the pages. Who you really gonna call when it all get crazy? Who you throw in the ball for that new Mercedes? How you gonna risk it all and do a 180? How you gonna catch that hell Mary past me fading? You can keep the hate in the backseat. All these rappers running in place so they never catch me. Running for the sprint, but this money be everlasting. And they said they capping, they calling me IMF. Yeah, man. man, I'm excited for y'all brothers, man. Um, we got a lot to cover because a lot's been going on. So this is a this is a different mix, man. We got football, we got basketball, we got we got a lot of swag going on in this one. A lot of swag, a lot of <laughs> swag. A lot of swag. Um, but man, things have been getting really interesting lately. Um, so the first thing I want to talk about, I gotta go right into Simone Biles. We're coming off the Olympics. Um it's a lot of controversy there. So, Michael, I got to throw it to you, brother. I mean, what's what's your take? It's an interesting take because it's like two-sided. One side, um, there's an athlete side and then there's the human side. I think for me, 
as an athlete, I feel like the greatest moments are when you triumph over things that normal people couldn't do. Compete. You think about Kobe, you think about Aaron, you think about Brett Favre, his father dying, Michael Jordan having the flu. But then on the human side, it's like you connect to the human, like this person is actually a human being. They have this experience, they're having this feeling, so it doesn't allow them to compete. But as an athlete, it's just like this moments in my life where I felt like it was everything was overwhelming. You know, I remember I had a situation in Vegas, like, you know, I had a gun put to my head by the police and I still had to go out there and play. And then like, I guess as an athlete, that's hard for me to connect because in some ways it feels like you're quitting, but then in other ways it feels like you're, that you're a human and you have something that you can't really, you just can't really deal with. And I think, so I'm torn between the two. Like one way I feel, I feel for it. Then the other side, I'm kind of like, I mean, I'm just being honest, you know, I think a lot, I think a lot of times we, you know, we get into those situations and we want to follow the trend and like, you know, mental health is an issue. I think a lot of people are dealing with things, but as an athlete, it just makes it hard for me. I mean, Brandy, you had a lot of stuff going on. So, you know, you've you've had some some encounters with this. So what's your take? I mean, I don't see nothing wrong with it. Yeah. Like, like to me personally, like, I mean, you got to do what you got to do. So at the end of the day, if it's on this earth, then it's on this earth. Like, like at the end of the day, like, you know. She's still working hard. She's still doing what she got to do. But can she be the GOAT then? The GOAT? The, the Olympic star? Girl? Absolutely. Simone. Oh, I think I think for me, I think everybody's just, it's trendy to say. But like you said, people are dealing with stuff. But I feel like it was so many people opting out of the Olympics this year because of mental health. And I feel like growing up, that's all we deal with, trying to make it to where we at. You know, I feel like growing up in the hood, neighborhood I grew up in, every day was mental health for me, but it didn't stop me from doing what I wanted to do in life. Yeah. I felt like basketball was my safe zone. When I get out there, I forget about everything, so. You know, I was kind of on the fence about it at first, but now I fuck with it all the way, right? Because anytime people can control their situation, I'm all for it. We all been, we all athletes, right? We all have had situations to deal with. I'm for it, right? I don't have nothing against it, right? You got to just remove yourself and remove how you were raised and how we're, how you were brought up. Not to mention, right, this is not a disrespectful thing, but we got to be a little more delicate because she is a woman. Now, now you're going, I feel like now you're here. No, man can't be delicate. I can't have mental health issues to me. She's a woman first. She's so you said first. I can't be up and I'm you can't deal that. with me delicate because I'm a man. But we can't treat the situation oh, the same, bro. Because hold on, because like we have to be delicate because, yeah, she's an athlete. She's a top, the top athlete in the world. You're trying to get your woman fan base up right now. No, I don't, don't got to do that. It's going to go down. I don't, don't got to do that. I don't need no more women in my life. Listen, I, th I think there's, look, there's the aspect of femininity. But I mean, one thing that we have to take in consideration is there's a safety issue, right? This, this woman is jumping 30 feet up in the air, twisting. She laying on her neck. Yo, that's a different ball game. It's 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 over. But isn't that the creed that we all take as an athlete to to go out there and know so that there's a possibility that you can die? So what? I mean, you go into an NFL game every week, and your wife is looking at you, and she's looking at you like you could come back the same, or you could come back disfigured. And I know people that went into games, broke their neck, broke this, did this, but that's the part of the the, the deal with the devil that you make as an athlete. You know. As an athlete, as a young athlete, if I'm looking up to that, that just makes it harder because I grew up looking at the Muhammad Ali's. I grew up looking at, you know, the Michael Jordans, the Kobe Bryant's and those people. They always 
they always were there at moments that made me feel like I can go beyond the flesh and reach this spiritual moment and tap in for everybody around me. Because there's something about looking at your teammate in the middle of the game and knowing that, man, his his daddy died, but he's still out here. There's something knowing about he just had a baby, but he's still out here. He's dealing with something and knowing that they are committed to you at a high level. I think that makes your team, you have a better team when you do that, you know? But what's too far, though? What's too far, right? My so, thing is just don't sign up for something that you ain't ready for. I don't think that's fair, though. That, that's fair for man and woman. Just don't sign up for something that you're not ready for. Because you already know what it is. You already done looked at everybody from before you. So you already know what it takes. So my thing is just don't sign up for something that you ain't ready for. He said that's the creed we grew up with, right? But today's creed and yesterday's creed is different, right? We didn't grow up seeing social media. We didn't grow up being exposed to people's lives. You know what I mean? Like These people are dealing with more pressure than LeBron deal with more pressure than Mike, right? The, the person that's coming um, in the future deal with more pressure than but we that do. Goes to, but that's, been, that's kind of contradicted what you're saying because at the end of the day, you're saying, hey, like, everybody pressures the same. No. If you're saying if everybody's the same, then everybody, everybody has the same amount of pressure just because they're in the limelight doesn't make his pressure more than mine or less than mine. We, we can't treat every situation like the same anymore. Right, like you. We talk I was about, mad at LeBron when he said it was too hot. I was really mad about that. I'm not gonna say I wasn't fucking mad about that. It was. It's hot in Texas, but it, it's basketball. Yeah, but Michael, let's let's push it though, right? So what's the line on on humanity? Because if we take it into a more serious stage, right? So it's one thing for Naomi or Simone to opt out on an event, right, and, and say that. But now let's push it and take it to Richard Sherman. I mean, at the same time, I think those are two different things. I think there's two different avenues. There's one in the heat of the moment of sport, and then there's a heat of humanity. That's where the line is drawn, where, where there's somebody experiencing something outside on the sport where they really want to, they don't know how to deal with it. They don't know the outlet of how to, how, to, how to communicate that well. And I think a lot of times as an athlete, people don't know how to communicate well in anything when it comes to vulnerability, when it comes to love, especially as a black man. Like growing up as a black man, you hardly ever see people talking about love or family or a father kissing his son or a father. You know what I'm saying? You don't see that. You grew up seeing... Like just hardness, you know, a sense of like prison, like the bear. You connect to like your first thing you connect to is Scarface. That's it? like that's yeah. like, I connect to Scarface. Like you know, many young black men connected to James Baldwin or connected to Theaster Gates. I think that's just a football thing. I think all y'all kind of crazy, like y'all got aggressive. <laughs> so for me, that's not mental. That's well, that's borderline crazy. Like y'all, to me, I feel like football players gotta reach into a point where. Every day you willing to go out there and get hit and y'all hit each other. So I don't know if that mental health, I think, I don't know what to call it. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. All I'm going to say is I know Richard Sherman. I went to high school with him, ninth and 10th grade. Good, good kid, good family. You know, he grew up with nothing. So, I mean, you know, he's has everything in the world and he had a breakdown. Shit, he finally had a breakdown. Like, imagine how he grew up. I, I used to see Richard Sherman grow up with, like, you know, cut off socks and sandals every day going to school. I feel like that he happened with football players majority of the time. Why is that, why is that a mental thing? I don't think why it's a mental at all. I, I mean, I, I don't think it's a mental. I, 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 I just think he had a breakout. You're really trying to say that basketball players are... We don't do that type of shit. Y'all do all types of dumb shit. Crazy. I see y'all doing dumb shit all the time. Dennis Rodman? For sure we do. Dude, For sure we do. He got hoes. Dennis Rodman did nothing but dress in a dress and got hoes. That's good <laughs> drugs. He didn't hit nobody. He wasn't going crazy. I mean, but Richard didn't hit nobody. I mean, he just yeah. had an outbreak. He was just like, mad, like, 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 he was just mad at him. I mean, like you said, human. 
Like he just had a moment with his wife or whatever, like he's going through, but he's not a bad yeah, person. Yeah, but what though. it is is that he's, he's so smart. He's so smart, right? And so um, put together that people are trying to figure out what it is that made him tick like that. They think because he's put together. They think he's put together because right. of what he does on the field. People can't fathom the fact right. that, oh, this dude, can, like, it's a loose cannon, right? Yeah. So people are trying to create this narrative around him and just come up with some, some kind of um, you know, it's the reason. But I think it was just mad, bro. Yeah, he's just I mean, mad. I mean, it's 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. He probably was drunk. drunk I mean, we don't, we don't really know what what was going on. It's 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. Like, we don't know. But I think that's why there's the question around mental health, though, right? Because you're, you're talking about extremes. If you're willing to lay it all on the line, right on the field, you're in a controlled environment, right? So you can go crazy within that, between those lines. When you get out in regular life, there's real consequences. I think that's on the person too. I think the the idea of dealing with fantasy, like it is an illusion. It's not real. I think a lot of times athletes fall in love with the illusion of people loving them. This feeling of being a god is following, and then it's all of a sudden. That's not. That doesn't mean it's authentic. That's just fake. That's like an actor going onto set and being acting, and then going home and wanting to be the Joker. Your wife would be like, "What the fuck you doing?" Like that was in the movie. Like, but you can't take those things off the field. That's on the person. Some people do it because they they fall in love with how the admiration comes with that, but. Most people walk off the field and just go home. I just go home and play with my daughters. Like, I'm not going to go home and then go home and take the same thing, leave work at, I leave work at work and home at home. I think that's, that's the, the line that you got to have. But a lot of people don't have that line. It's on every, every, every person is different. I'm just talking about from my perspective. I think our football players have that line. I got that line. I don't know. I deal with mental health. I feel like I deal with mental health when, once I got out the league, you know, just putting God on pause. And like, once I got out the league, like I figured out like who was really real around me. Like at the end of the day, like I just want love. Like, you know what I'm saying? I grew up in a single parent mother home. Like, you know, my dad committed suicide when I was eight. You know, my mother kind of tried to find her way, you know, through life and try to make the best of me. Like I don't put like bad things on my mom, but like, you know, she was trying to find a way. She was on her own. So I feel like, you know, once I left the league, like I found I found out that like a lot of people didn't really like me for who I was. Like they love me for like what I did and what I could provide for. Did all those things become reality though? Like yeah. when you when you're in the league, those things you were sheltered from the thing. No, it, it don't because we're making a lot of money. We have financial advisors, we have everybody telling us what to do. Boom, boom, boom. This dude, this, this, that, that. So it's like, you know, you could look at your parents, your friends, and everything, but like, you know, like a lot of your enemies are close to you when 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 you're the one because everybody has this like this perspective perspective of you like who you should be and then when you make it then it's like oh shit I, th I think too i think too when you think about sports too i think when you retire you start to think about your relationship with the sport and i think a lot of times you realize that their relationship was it, it was it exploited you in so many different yeah, ways yeah. it's just like when you think about basketball you think about football like when you were a young kid like you play good you get a sandwich like you keep uh -huh, like it's uh -huh. the, the, yeah, you keep yeah. chasing the it's cheese always something, and yeah. that, it starts to and you start to realize man like was i ever really in love with the sport or is I more in love with what comes from the sport? Like you're trying to figure out what you're going to do next after. And I feel that's a mental aspect. In the well, there's the transitions, right? And there's the discomfort that comes with yeah. transitions, right? Because there's, there's anxiety that comes with that. But let's talk about some of these moments because, Brandy, you just talked about a real serious moment with, 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 with your dad committing suicide. Yeah. Right at, at eight years old. So where, what's the impact of that? Just not having the proper uh, guidance, 
Yeah. I'm 31 years old. I'll be 32 in September 23rd. And damn, that's my birthday. Like, like you know, I'm I'm the, I'm the first. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah, I'm a, a Libra. So yeah, we on the cut. Um, I just feel like my whole life I've been trying to just figure it out. And you know, I'm not mad, and don't feel sorry for me or anything like that. Like you know, it is what it is. But you know, I wish I did have guidance. Sometimes, like you know, what I'm saying, I wish I. You know, the mistakes I made in my career, why, why my career was up and down, why I was so like, you know, inconsistent because I didn't have the background when I went home. Yeah, my freedom was on the court, but when I went home, it was a hell. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because everybody's asking me for this or this and that, or, you know, let me be around BJ because this and that, or I can find some way. It wasn't because of like, you know, who I really was as a person. So, you know, I just, you know, but I'm, I'm figuring out like I'm 32. I started my own brand. Like I'm happy now. Like I'm done with all that. Nobody knows what I'm making. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, with a yeah, business, yeah. like, you know, in a company, yeah. it takes a minute. So it's like, you know, real private. I have, now. I have like time of freedom. Like I've been having the last, like I started my brand in 2018. So I have freedom to be able to be who I am now. And I feel like that freedom and, you know what I'm saying? My girl, like, you know, who I'm with now, like, you know, it's just really like, taking me to the next level. And that's another thing. Like, we got to start, we got to start, like, you know, making sure our woman is there for us. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, just outside of what we become, but like, just make sure we can. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. This is the story of the Wad. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed for us like you know what i'm saying that's that's why i'm being able to grow so better and become like a better person because of my woman i feel like as an athlete like our relationship with women is kind of like the the way that people show us marriage and the way that people show us relationships it's like completely unhealthy you know what i mean like when you think about it as a kid like for you sure. think about athletes for you sure. think about all these different for sure. things for sure you look at it you like damn sure. like there's never you can't think of a 
in your own life and you kind of think, you're thinking like, dang, how many people I know in my life that got great marriages? And then you start thinking about you get married, you're like, damn, I don't even know how to be a husband. And it's like those challenges you know, to like really do that. Her it's all about her foundation. It's all about her foundation. I've seen a, you know, a good household. And you know, I had my dad, he's been there for me all my life. I had my both parents. Um, I lost my brother, you know, to gang violence. And I was around the same age, 10 years old. So I know how that could break up a family, losing somebody, you know. Uh, but for me, I think I've been on and off with my girlfriend for, what, 16 years? Yeah. She, yeah, she's seen the worst and the best of me. So I think at this moment, I'm trying to give her everything, give her the world, because she's been there when I was, you know. See, but I think that's, you know, as we're talking about this, man, that's, that's the humanity piece that, I appreciate you guys giving yourself credit to to feel because you guys are also experiencing things that not a lot of people in your circle growing up have experienced. Y'all are y'all are living privileged lives. You know what I mean? So there's there's a transition that comes with that. Where who do you who do you turn to? Who do you who do you go to? Because this is one thing, look, your parents been married 40 years? Huh? Was your dad rich? No. That's a different relationship then. Yeah. <laughs> Your mom is dealing with a different dude than what you are. The household wants to stay You know what I mean? So, well, so I think, so so I think that's different. the flaw too in athletes' lives too, because some people equate money to jumping in line mm -hmm. as being the, the matriarch or the head of the family. Like all of a sudden, just because I'm making money, that doesn't mean that I'm wise. And I think sometimes we misconstrue wealth with, with wisdom. And I think that's a that's a that's a big flaw in a lot of us because it's like all of a sudden I'm like oh I got I made ten million I know everything it's like damn it's like it's know? not even that you know everything but you can solve all the problems with your money yeah you can't I mean, that's solve what, that's what that's what that's the perception you though. can solve fleshly problems I'm just with saying money. but you, you got that's how most most people are wired though most people don't think about okay let me see if this guy's intelligent enough or has enough wisdom to lead us we just saw he got his ten million dollar check and all we needed our whole lives we just felt like we needed money now he got it. That's that's who we going to. I'm just saying. I no, I agree flawed. with you, but I think Socrates said, "Know that I know nothing." I know it's flawed, but that's how it is. You know what I mean? That's that's the challenge that you guys are also dealing with, though, right? Is the fact that, and this the same thing happens in the entrepreneurial space, right? So it's always funny to me because the outside world doesn't have an understanding of what it is. So you can say that exactly what you just said, meaning, okay, I can still know nothing, right? The money didn't necessarily change anything. But it may have changed everyone then around it you does. and their relationship with you. And now you got to be wise enough to handle that. So how do you handle that? How do you handle the external? I think it's boundaries. I think it's boundaries and like not allowing people to stunt your growth. You know, one of one of my uh, one of my mentors is, is Smitty. He always be telling me like, you know, like you don't want to live horizontal. You want to live vertical. And I think sometimes when you get into the situations where you get in money, you looking sideways and you compare yourself to everybody else. I got to have this. I got to have this. It's like what you said about spirituality. If I'm looking spirit, if I'm living vertically, like I'm always looking to God for my answers and not looking for people around me to control my fleshly things and what I need. So I feel like with that, with family, sometimes it's just you got to be honest and be like, I'm going here. And if you can't see that, then I think that's sometimes as us being in that situation because we have money, we haven't really became men yet because a man can say, this is what I'm doing and this is the way that I'm living. But a lot of us, we still children and we still have this money, so we can't make men man decisions, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. our wife is literally, sometimes your wife be having the right information and you just be denying that shit because she's right. You be like, like damn, yeah. you right, but I'm gonna go yeah. do this wrong shit.
to, yeah. to know that you're right. You know what I mean? But in the end of the day, it's like she be back there like looking and taking it. You know, she got that eye like that. He ain't good for you. That, that ain't good for you. And mm -hmm. then you don't, you know, and she be telling you about your own family, right? And yeah. you be like, you so caught up in, you know, the past, reminiscing of how your relationship was. And you so hard trying not to say that I change, but you should change. Like you, you, you always constantly evolving as a human being. And sometimes I think that's what we fail. It's like even in a relationship, your wife starts to change and you get mad because she used to wear red lipstick, she wearing blue. She working out and you're like, damn, what are you doing? Nah, but at the end of the day, it's kind of like she evolving like you evolving. So yeah, at the end of the day, yeah, your yeah. relationship with people, they evolve. And if sometimes you got to cut people off because they aren't good for you. You know, they like gangrene. And even Jesus said, you got to prune a tree. You prune a tree to have new growth. And I think sometimes that's where we don't want to do that. Well, Nick, I mean, I got to go to you now, though. I be mean, Swaggy P. Look, look, uh-oh, 16, 16 years off and on. Uh, but to me, uh, so that's a lot of. That I like who I was. Like I knew I wasn't ready to settle down. I think, I, I mean, she knew that, and you know, I wanted to experience everything in my life. I wanted to see it all, and then I had, hey, my mom was like somebody that pushed me to do it. Like, because they've been married for so long, said you better enjoy your life. Cause marriage, you know, this is, you know, she always say enjoy. Being single to marriage gonna be forever, you know, it's hard. So I enjoyed it. I, I did the women went out, club, did the Hollywood scene. And you know, yeah, I, I seen you in Hollywood hookah. <laughs> I was over there. And at the time, I, that's what I they was. They live like rock star. Yeah. I was. They I wanted like to be a rock star. I looked up to that type of stuff. Like, yeah. that's me. Like, I wasn't trying to. Not be, so I wasn't trying to be something I'm not. I feel like that's who I am. Yeah, you know? I know so too. Like I feel like West Coast is so different from the South. Like I'm, I'm so Southern that like, like it was like that, like that wasn't going through through my mind. It was just like you get this money and get out, you know, type of thing. That's because we. No, I mean, that's how West Coast. That's because we West like. We see everything. Southern, like, you know. We see everything. Everything come here. Everything's fast. Like every every female come here, so we gonna see them before anybody else see them. And if y'all seen, we we already seen them. So but I think just, I think in the South it's kind of one of those things where it's kind of like you know everybody kind of like always. I know people that got married at sixteen, seventeen. Like that's kind of how the people, idea of family. Yeah, the, in the idea South of family is, is like prevalent, right? Like for sure, for sure. But here yeah. it's just fast. You hi guys. I mean, so now we'd have brought in we'd have brought in New York with Chef Alex. Hey, no Look. <laughs> But we have some crew oxtail because I know. Oh, hell. Oh, yeah, you gotta try it. I'm gonna try it. I'm gonna try it. And it's that bed -style. It's that bed -style oxtail. Okay. So this is some coconut, rice, and peas. And some oxtail. oxtail. I know LA doesn't have a lot of crewing food. So I, I wanted to bring some oh, East Coast. And they don't know how to make greens. Look, like I see the scotch bonnet pepper, though. But how are you gonna disrespect this? Yeah, like yeah, but thank you for coming out. I mean, give us a little bit. What's. What's your story, right? Because so, I got to call you Chef Alex. I'm yeah. putting you, I'm putting I, you. I'm only that So as of three months ago, a couple days ago, I quit my job because I worked in marketing for 10 years. But cooking is my passion. I love food. My mom taught me how to cook. I'm not classically trained. And I'm proud of it. So self-taught. And I decided to kind of bet on myself. And I was like, fuck it. Let's see what happens. And so, yeah. Okay. We got a, we got a couple things going on because we got a... We got a lot of high-profile brothers in here that are going through some relationship stuff. What's your, what's your take? I never said that. 
That's how you know folks is nervous. They over here backpedaling their ass off. I say that. What we talking about? We talking about the evolution, right? We talking about the growth. Okay. How you feel on that? Did you did you hear some of this? What was going on? Listen, I've been in a relationship for long, not long, five years, but <laughs> listen, okay, it is long. I can see these um, octels is fire. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. I mean, listen, like you go through growing pains in your relationship. Like I heard about therapy. Therapy is amazing. I'm an advocate for it. But you go through growing pains, you know. You have to grow through a relationship. That's what I always Do you say. go through therapy if you're not married, though? Yeah, but I got therapy for myself. I'm talking about therapy with a person if you're not married. Getting married. This is yeah, therapy right I'm now. Yeah, I'm trying to get my left hand heavy. So, yeah. yeah. Why, why wouldn't you, though? I don't know. It just seems like a lot, a big commitment to something that you're not sure if y'all gonna be together. You don't need a, you don't need a contract to grow. You don't need a contract to grow. I'm saying, I'm saying, going to like, going like, you just met somebody. You going to just met somebody? Wait, come on. Why are you gonna go to therapy with somebody you just met? Just in five years, bro. People get married to people. People get married to people on the internet before they even meet them. You watch ninety day marriage? They do that all the time on there. No, relationship therapy is great. Personal therapy is amazing. So, especially for black men, you gotta go. Yeah, I also think you should go to therapy before something's wrong, right? See, you should well, go. You should just yeah. go, even even if even if it's good. I might belittle the therapist. I might belittle the therapist. Hold on, hold on. Yeah. Yeah. I might be like, oh, why? No, no. This is therapy right here. Who this your man? Yeah, the guys. They still go through my phone like I'm still that guy. Like, I'm trying to. You tell said you was off and on for 16 years. But man, I'm I'm changed. I ain't in the lead no more. That's your fault too. I gave it up, baby. I told him, look, baby, if the lead is over, you ain't got nothing to worry about. You off and off and on for 16 years, bro. 16? I'm yours. I'm hers. It's over, baby. I'm yours. I'm dead. I'm a dead fish in the water right there. I'm dead. I'm washed up. For what? She got it. She won. It's on words. Women um, can forgive, but they never forget. Never. It's cool. She said they forgive, but never forget. I mean, like, I feel like anybody, somebody do something to you, like, you you can forgive them, but sometimes you're not going to forget the path that they do. That's just people in general. Yeah. Hold on. Chef Alex. Chef Alex, I got. I can't let that sit. He says she won. How you feel about that? I just sit in your spirit right there with that statement. She's been around. She won. I gave her the ring. We about to get married. Yeah, like I'm about to do whatever it takes to make this woman happy. Yeah, but. I am a happy married man right now. Well, yeah. not happy all the time. Damn. Yeah, happiness is like a Personal thing, you have to work at it like oh, every day. No, 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 Waking up to your kids and hear that shit. <laughs> well, that shit is Hey, see, look. Hey, hey, it be stuff like that, though. It be stuff like that. When we hear athletes talk like that, it be like, I don't want to do it. I love my kids. I'm just saying, though. But if we hear people talking like that, I don't want to do it. We know you're talking shit. Yeah, I know you're talking shit. He's there. He going through it. Ain't nobody happy all the time. Chef Alex, I appreciate you so much. But you know, I look, I'm, I'm looking for my, my play, too. Cause I wanna, you know, I'm 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 bringing back my Brooklyn roots. I need to I need to taste some and see. I will get it to my dog if it's all right. Uh, uh, okay, but you are eating it. That's no, good. it's really good. It's really okay. good. I ain't gonna lie. Don't see on Instagram. Oh my god! All right, bye guys. <laughs> he ain't saying. <laughs> you got like them. them dogs look expensive. Nah, you know. Listen, what what? Yo, Nick, you just hit you you you. Yo, I don't eat with a fork. I, I, I eat with my hands with everything. 
for everything. For everything. I do not eat with a fork. I mean, I don't know if it's Jamaican or Ethiopian, but I mean, he went in there licking fingers. So I mean, I ain't mad at him. I'm just trying. Can I get a plate? I just I want a plate too. I need to see because this this it ain't it ain't passing. It ain't passing. I don't know if it's passing the look test. That's why he peed off. No, first off, Nick Nick was licking his fingers though, and then said she won though. That's what hit me. I said, I said she won. That's so casual. Me like pops. What you got to do? Number one. Number two. She got the she got the ring though. <laughs> you wrong. <laughs> Nah, but look, we got we got another another interesting one though. Like, look, we talking about we talking about COVID, man. We sitting in the middle of the pandemic, so we went for mental health, and there's a lot of things that go that 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 are impacting our safety. We're seeing different folks around the league talking about forcing, you know, mandates on vaccines, etc. This is happening. Y'all brothers vaccinated? No, sir. I am vaccinated. Duke? Nope. Nope. Oh. No comment. No comment. I don't want a white America in my business, you know. That's that's a whole nother topic right on that one. Okay. I'm not. No, but I, but 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 I'm 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 with it. Like okay. I'm with it if it's you know. Why didn't you get? You had COVID five times already. Yeah, I had COVID too many times probably. <laughs> uh, and I'm just not yeah. I just be working. Yeah. So And you got it, were you early? Uh, no, nah, nah, right. I got, nah, I got it in May. I got it because, like, I got older parents, like that, 73, my mom's 60. I know a lot of people have kids do it, too, right? right? You got kids, too. So I don't have... I, don't I have got a nine-week-old, so I was I was in it early. Yeah, I'm out here getting my eyes. I'm, I'm real skeptical, bro, honestly. Um, I don't really believe nothing that they say you got to have. You know what I mean? You gotta, you're trying to force this thing on me. I don't believe it, right? I do believe in conspiracy theories, so, like... I do think there's an agenda, right? And I feel like black people that always think it's always because where you why would you not think if you black that's right? That's really talking. This ain't going nowhere. This ain't going nowhere. So it don't matter. This ain't going nowhere. You the only black person that came. It's all white people that's here. You talk about Tuskegee. Let's let's talk about that, right? Because because everybody keeps bringing that up. What was a Tuskegee experiment? They gave us syphilis to see if we could. No, they didn't treat. Brothers had syphilis and they wouldn't treat it. So, yeah, so, so. There's a, there's a there's a real misconception when we talk about. Hey, what was this? Yeah, so the Tuskegee experiment was the was the fact that people had syphilis and they were getting treated. That was the study. You get syphilis on your own? So yeah, people was getting because it was running around. That that was that was an actual problem that was happening. Yeah, was going wrong and getting it, or y'all were just getting it on your own. Listen, I wasn't there, so don't talk. I, I wasn't going wrong. I wasn't. No. Yo, it don't it don't it don't make y'all think that they're trying to mandate something though. Like it don't make you think. Well, even even if we not talk about Tuskegee, right? It still is a black person. You have a distrust for the government, Regardless, and a distrust within the healthcare system. It, all of it, a, because it's never it's never been fair. It's never been the same. So you can see why black people. You see, John Legend had to. But John is like white. <laughs> Give me the green light. I'm ready to go. That's just like when 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 Juvenile did the back that ass up vaccine thing. Yeah, like, it's like come on. He, he killed it. No, it's it's corny, right? So the the communication is bad. I feel like 
they're getting it. Like, like I said, when I was up there, there was like, it's not too many of y'all that come in here to get it. it, it that was a white person said that. That's because we're not educated on nothing, though. We're not. We're never educated, though. We got to give ourselves that. We're not educated on nothing as black people. We just try to go out there, figure it out. The homie in the hood told us this, this and that. It's like, man, listen, we got to start educating ourselves as black people. It's, it's, it's not even about being educated because we still got experience, though, right? We got experience of trauma. They, they give us nah, everything first. But we're not just going to ignore. We see everything first. We can't just ignore, like, education. Like, we, we can't just say, um, they're telling us this, let's soak it up, right? We still have trauma. We still got things that a history of people fucking us over, right? We, we we can't forget that. So how we act moving forward when we hear people say, yo, y'all got to take this vaccine, right? We're not just going to jump at that opportunity because even though I didn't live 50 years ago, the my, my tradition and my lineage and my culture, right? I'm aware of that. Yeah. And I'm aware, aware of how they treated our culture for years. So I'm not going to jump, jump at it. Niggas ain't going nowhere, though. I just feel like we ain't going nowhere. So I just feel like it's a lot of educated black people we just don't listen to. No, I, I think if people, I think if you want to take the vaccine that's on you, I think it's, there, there's a need for it. Obviously, there's different variants as things that's happening. People want to take the vaccine. That's on them. I don't, th- I don't think it's bad if somebody says, oh, I don't want to take it because I don't want to take it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it's, I mean, we can't judge them if they just feel like they feel like their health is going to be bad. I mean, drink water and take vitamins. <laughs> Go raw every day, they shouldn't be scared of COVID. What? People go raw every day. It's other shit again. Why are they scared of COVID? Y'all just go raw women, but y'all scared to take a shot. That kills me. Everybody on Instagram walk around hitting every chick with not no condom, but take this vaccine. This is crazy. Nah, that's real. We're gonna eat these oxtail right now, and we and we ain't worried about nothing. Look, we can't be out here licking our fingers on this oxtail and. But no, I mean, I, look, I, I think look, risk take risk every day. We gotta unpack it, right? Because I mean, you know, as as a as a group of black men, like a lot of the benefits of and the good things were were deprived from us. We didn't we didn't get a chance to take part in that. So when you look at the vaccine, and look, I'm I'm not gonna say I'm pro or or against. I, I believe in people to make it. That's all I was saying, right? So so we can we can ground it on that level of respect. But when we sit there and think that, hey, they're they're on this agenda. Right. The government is on this agenda. It doesn't make any sense to me. Right. When you're sitting there looking at the fact that 25 percent of the world is is vaccinated, 2 percent are impoverished countries. So they're not. You're going to kill off. Yeah. rich people. Yeah, so Ain't nobody trying to kill off rich people. That shit. That shit don't make no sense. But you still but you still going by experience, too. Like, where'd you grow up at? I grew up here in L.A. Grew up in LA, so it's like people in the southern places, the Midwest, they just got different relationship with the government. Man, vitamins, weed, and water, bro. <laughs> vitamins, weed, and water. You see Snoop? You see Snoop? Snoop looking good. Snoop and you know vitamins, weed, and water, yes, man. You know we got it's I am athlete LA, so we got to talk about the impact of Kobe. Um, Nick, you played with him, um, you know, so it's. It's a lot there, but I just want you to be able to talk about it, man, um, and the impact of Kobe on, on L.A. and and on you. Uh, for me, Kobe was my favorite player growing up. He was L.A. You know, I think you don't think about the Lakers without just saying Kobe. You know, I had the Afro growing up, but when I got a chance to play with him, uh, it's like a dream come true, man. Uh, I remember I was on a plane when I heard the what, what 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 happened. I couldn't believe it. 
And you know, I did what everybody else did, check the check media, social media, and it was true. And I couldn't get off the plane. Like, stayed on, I ended up flying. I was on the way to New York, going to complex to do something. I ended up just flying back to LA. Just wanted to be home with the kids and just wanted to, you know, just hold my family, man, because that was, it was crazy. You know, it made me think of so many times. Kobe did some crazy stuff, like, you know, one game, when we wasn't playing so well and everybody had on Kobe's, you know, at halftime, he told us to take his shoes off. So, you know, <laughs> we're not playing like the Lakers. We're not playing like L.A. material, so take my shoes off. And he took everybody's shoes off individually and just threw them in the trunk. I'm like, man, this is Kobe, though. So, like, I got so many. I, I'm glad I got a chance to have so many of those memories. And, like, I seen them, like, two weeks before everything happened. Took a picture with my son and all that, so... But that was dope. Man. Brandon, I mean, you you missed the LA too, man. Yeah. Playing out here. Yeah. Uh so the impact is real. So first time I met Kobe, uh I t- tore my Achilles. Um I tore my Achilles was playing in LA. I was in Detroit and I had my son with me. I was on crutches and Kobe was asking, like, yo, where Brandon at? Like, you know, asking. And I was just like, oh shit, like Kobe, like, you know. And uh, I just remember talking to him about his uh, his transition to like you know trying to figure it out like when, when he tore his Achilles and had my son with me. I remember Legend was like some Legend. He was like maybe like five years old, and I just asked him to take a picture, and I didn't know. It. And he was like, "Hell yeah!" Like you know, and we were just talking about like just life and just how like you know you got to stay dedicated to what you're doing, and just that moment right there. Um, you know, I painted my driveway. My driveway in my house has eight, 24, and two wow. on, on my driveway when you come up. Uh, just, just, uh, just, uh, like, just for that moment. And, you know, for, I know what it probably does for my son. And, you know, what, what he done for the game for us in LA? Like, you know, coming to the Drew League, um, you know what I'm saying? Being in the city with the kids, you know, he spent 18 years here. So he's basically is from LA. So, um, you know, for us, you know, it's a big thing, you know, eight to see him into the Great Western Forum to come to the Staples Center and become a champion. It's actually, you know, seeing a kid become a man. And, you know, so, um, you know, it just means a lot to us, you know, just for, you know, I know everybody touched in L.A. and everything. So, you know, to me, it means a lot. Like, you know, and I know he does to Nick. I mean, Nick played with him. I never played with him. So, you know, just just from that moment, though, it's just like, wow, like, you know, he he was, uh, you know, to me, he was just a great person. Like, you know, I don't yeah. care. And I mean, Michael, as as a football player, right, you know, this is we talk about different sports, but his impact was felt everywhere. But I think for me, the thing that most resonated with me is with Kobe was just like, like being a father of all daughters. Sometimes it's like a world where everybody like judges your manhood. If you have daughters, it's like sometimes when you're an athlete, people don't say like, they like, well, some, nobody's going to live on with your legacy. Nobody's going to keep your name going. And I felt like with Kobe, like, he made it cool to be a father of daughters. You know, it Bro made dad. it, you know, it's like, you know, nobody that became a hashtag, but before, like, he was really involved in his daughter's life. You never really see that from male athletes. And I think there's a lot of great men who've done it. You know, Muhammad Ali had, you know, seven daughters, you know, Malcolm X had four. So it's a lot of great men that had a lot of great daughters, but for me, that was the thing that resonated with me. It was like, damn, like this man, like it made me feel, I was already happy being a girl dad, but it made it cool when the world was accepting men who had daughters. And I think not everybody, every time, it's, it's just funny when people used to say that, that was the first thing they say, you gotta protect your daughter. I'm like, shit, you met my daughter? She she, <laughs> she meaner than me, you know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like, it was cool to say, see that 
that he made that cool. But I've always loved Kobe and what he stood for as a, a player. But being a girl dad was the thing that I admire most about him beyond championship because that's something that we talk about now is like the, the fact that he was a great father. And I think as an athlete, that's the biggest award that you can have because championships come every year. There's a lot of great champions that when you talk about them being fathers, nobody ever talked about, oh, my dad was shitty. But it's like with Kobe, you know, first thing people talk about is that he loved his family. Like to me, that's an honor to know that that's the biggest legacy you can have on the planet to me. Yeah, as a, as a, as a city, I think Kobe gave us bragging rights. You know what I'm saying? I think that a lot of times when we talk about sports, we talk, we talk about different cities and we say, who's the best and who's the best? And we talk about, you know, Boston and this, they want rings. But as a city, Kobe was a guy that said, yo, like, look what we got. You know what I'm saying? Look how many rings we got. Look at the player we got, right? So his work ethic was just incredible, inspirational, right? You guys are basketball players, so it probably hits you guys differently. But just as a football player, it's like he taught me to not care what no one else thought about you as long as you're trying to get your goal. Yeah. You know what I mean? He was gonna go. He was gonna go to the extreme. He was gonna go to the max, and he he didn't give a fuck about what no one thought about him, right? He taught me that that's okay, right? Because when you're doing that and you're going through that process, people are always gonna talk about, man, you crazy, you're like doing too much or you know, it's not gonna work, right? We just block all that stuff off and just keep going, right? He taught me it's okay, right? So he's definitely like LA's hero, you know? He's definitely someone that, um, you know, represents LA, even though he's not from LA, he definitely represents LA, right? And we got so much pride in, in who he is. I like city of angels, try to chain us down, but society can't tame us. Granny told me gotta be safe, but we stay dangerous. You also bought a book and we already burned the pages. Who you really gonna call when it all get crazy? Who you throwing the ball for that new Mercedes? How you gonna risk it all and do a 180? The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.